0: Have you ever been craving a nice bottle of red wine but had no way to get it? Have you ever woken up in the morning wanting a breakfast burrito, but you have to get ready for work and you don't have time to pick one up? Well now there's a solution. Just Postmates it. Postmates is your personal delivery service for food, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery you need all year round. They're the largest on-demand network in the US and offer delivery from all of the restaurants, Grocery and convenience stores and traditional retailers that you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store, Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free and then begin to browse local restaurants and businesses and track your deliveries. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit. For your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKED ON. Again, that's code LOCKED ON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the PostMade app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, PostMade it. You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans, you're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And to get this show every day, I need you to subscribe to Locked On Mets, wherever you get your podcast: Google, Apple, Spotify, Himalaya, also don't forget when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets. Well, right now, since the season is over, all eyes have now turned to Mickey Calloway. Will the Mets be firing their manager or will they let him play out the last year of his contract and continue to be at the helm of this team for 2020? For me personally on today's show, I'm going to be talking about that in the form of a report card. It is my first of a long list of report card episodes that I'm going to do this offseason season. And while he's still the manager, it's the best time to kind of go back and analyze Mickey Calloway's season. So in the first half, I'm going to talk about the things that he's done well, and the second half gets to some of the things that I think he could really improve on, and then talk about where his future with this team should lie. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host Ryan Ficklestein. If you want to find any of my work, check me out on Twitter, at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at MetsMorizedOnline.com, a great site for you to check out covering all things New York Mets. The postseason is brought to you by Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter the promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount Of up to $100. Alright so let's start talking about Mickey Calloway. And what he has done well as the manager of the Mets. Clearly so far. I think the best thing you can say about Mickey Calloway. Is that his guys play for him. And they play through the entire season. Two years in a row where he's put together great second halves. Especially this season. As the team went 20 games over 500. So. Who do we credit? I think that's the biggest kind of sticking point when it comes to a manager, especially in 2019. When I analyze, and I'll do a report card on J.D. Davis in a couple weeks, right, you can tell with the eye test that, oh, you know, he's making the plays out in left field. he, He might be average out there, pretty good defensively. And then I can go online and go to Fangraphs and I can look at the stats and the metrics, and I can tell you, actually, guys, you know, he's not getting the balls. His range is really limited. He's actually a poor defensive outfielder. There is clear things that we can analyze. When it comes to a manager, it's so objective. There's so many different things that come into it. But one of the things that I can absolutely tell, again, is how a team is responding to their manager. And I would say that the Mets have responded fairly well to Mickey Callaway. So that is a big check in the plus in the pro column. That, that is definitely something he does well. Also, you talk about fostering development. That is a big part of managing a team, especially with a team that has a lot of young players. And if you look up and down the roster, we see a lot of guys who have experienced growth in the past two seasons under Mickey Calloway. That's pretty clear. But my question is, is that due to him Or is that just due to the players getting better on their own? I mean, this year, if you're talking about J.D. Davis, uh, Pete Alonso, Ahmed Rosario, um, the list can go on and on with those young hitters. Is that a Mickey Callaway thing? Or is that a Chili Davis thing? I tend to think the hitting coach would maybe have a little bit more of an impact. So you kind of have to think about that as you're trying to decide how has this team improved with Callaway. And... Let me just you know put one player out there for you. Ahmed Rosario, right? Last year, it was a decent season, but altogether kind of a disappointment in 2018. 2019, he takes some big steps. Here's someone I might credit for Ahmed Rosario's development, and that's Robinson Cano for really taking Rosario under his wing for the whole season. And when you talk about going from Jose Reyes, who was, a good player, but still, as a mentor, to Robinson Cano, who is you know statistically a Hall of Famer, you have to wonder the impacts. And so there's so many ways to try to cut these things up that it's hard for me to go and look at Callaway and say, Mickey Callaway, he's the reason that these hitters developed. Now on the pitching end, that's obviously another thing to think about. What has Mickey Callaway done to impact the pitching staff? He is obviously heralded as a pitching guy, was the pitching coach for the Indians for all those years. You look at Corey Kluber, he turned him into a Cy Young. Now you have Jacob deGrom, Cy Young. So is that a Callaway thing? How do we kind of figure that out and factor it all in? So maybe that is where Callaway has had a great impact. But then you look at the bullpen, and the bullpen didn't pitch well. So then it's, you're trying to juxtapose those things and figure it out. I think a lot of these things comes down to what players you have in front of you and how they perform. So it's like you don't want to blame him for the bullpen, but if you're not going to blame him for the bullpen, can you credit him for the starting rotation? And that's kind of the problem I keep running into when it comes to trying to analyze these things. The one thing I'll say is the starting rotation has been... Very healthy. This year, they all made 30 starts. Who would have seen that happening? So maybe you can credit Mickey Calloway for that. At the same time, they also, a lot of them, had better second halves than the first halves where really there was a big uptick in performance across the board, it seemed, when Phil Regan took over as the pitching coach. So is this a Callaway credit or can we credit the pitching coach? At the end of the day, when it comes to the positives of Mickey Calloway, I come back to my initial points. I think that his team plays for him and plays hard. That is one thing that I can say with certainty when it comes to Mickey Callaway. All of the other stuff, to me, it's hard to directly attribute that to Calloway. I just, it's hard to do. So really when I'm breaking down this report card grade, the things that I can tangibly see, it's two areas, right? The first area, which I'm talking about now, is commitment. Can you get your team to buy in? And for that, and for what the Mets did in the second half, I had to give them a B plus because the fact of the matter is, is a big part about being a manager is to get your team to buy in. And that is for the entire season. So why is his team getting off to slow starts? So while he's finishing strong, June has been a disaster. And so I can't just give him an A. Now the second component that I can give a grade on and what I'm going to talk about in the second half is simply in-game management. And that is where Mickey Calloway, to me, really falls off. But speaking of getting in the game... Vivid Seats is there to get you in on the action. Whether you're catching a game, a concert, or a show, Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person, earning credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app, via their Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Vivid Seats helps fans find seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more, all through the Vivid Seats app. Here is how simple this is. Go to your app store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. From there, fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all their purchases as part of Vivid Seeds Rewards. All Vivid Seeds confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. Alright Mets fans, let's talk about the thing that has all of you riled up when it comes to Mickey Calloway. And that's the in-game management stuff. If you have been listening to Locked On Mets this season, you know there has been handfuls of times where I will rip Mickey Calloway For some decisions he has made in games. I don't think he's particularly great at managing his bullpen. And I think when it comes to the nuances of managing in the National League. He really falls flat. To me you're talking about someone who is an American League pitching coach. Who never had the experience of managing games. And despite having Jim Riggleman next to him. It seems like the two of them could not come together with a good game plan when it came to managing their roster effectively. I'll give you a perfect example of something that's not a simple X's and O's wrong hitter in that spot type move. Edwin Diaz has been terrible all year long. So how can we maybe combat this? They have Tomas Nito, who is heralded for his defense... On the bench. Never once did they go to that. And put in a defensive replacement at the end of the game. When the Mets are trying to protect a lead. And pull Wilson Ramos. Never. That's something they could have done to try to help this guy. But they never thought to do that. And there's things like that that just go on and on. Times where J.D. Davis would come out of the game in a double switch. In a game where the Mets... Didn't have a comfortable lead with a bad bullpen and then his spot would come up in the lineup later and it would bite them. So there's a lot of different little maneuvering things that I just did not like when I'm watching Mickey Callaway manage a baseball game. And let's not forget, this is a guy that actually batted out of order in his first year. I mean, I understand he was a new manager, but that should absolutely never happen. I can't see him rising to the occasion in a big postseason National League battle where you have two guys trying to play chess out there. I just think Mickey Calloway, when it comes to in-game management, I think he's only capable of playing checkers. I just don't think he has that in him. And I don't know who the next guy would be. But to me, we've seen enough of Mickey Calloway these two years to tell me that he shouldn't be the manager when it comes to that aspect. So let me just kind of bottom line the whole report card side of it. When it comes to in-game managing, I give Mickey Calloway a D. I just, I can't get away from that. So if you balance the two, okay, in-game managing and being a good face that the team really rallies around, I come up with, a C, C C-plus for Mickey Calloway's season because in the end, they didn't get to the playoffs. And as much as we want to say in the second half, they were incredible. They were in a position late in the season where they got within a half a game of that wild card spot and they finished, you know, three games out of it. I know the Brewers took off, but there was still that six-game stretch where they got swept by the Cubs and the Braves. So, to sit back and completely just say. Callaway's amazing for what they did in the second half. I think it's a mixed bag. So with that being said. What should the Mets do. When it comes to the manager. For me I am really torn. Because I can see the positives of keeping Callaway there. You can keep continuity. Stability in the organization. Is something that is key. And so I get that. But. Here's the reason why I ultimately go back to firing Mickey Callaway. Simply put, what it all boils down to me is Brody Van Wagenen. There has to be continuity when it comes to your general manager and your manager. And while some people think that Brody is a clown show, and I know a lot of people don't like his moves, and I frankly don't like some of them either, right now this organization is Brody's ship to either sail to the promised land or crash and burn. It's just, that's where they are with this Brody Van and experience. And so if you're going to be that all in on Brody, you got to let him hire his own manager. I think I've referenced this before, but I remember hearing a story about when the Mets were interviewing and hiring assistant general managers after Brody was in place He was asking them about what they felt about firing a manager in the middle of the season. At one point, he threw a chair at Mickey Calloway and the coaches. I just don't think that there is a consensus when it comes to what the organization should be doing when it comes to the manager. I think that Mickey Calloway is not Brody's guy. And so I think you should let Brody hire his own manager and hope that he makes the right hire. That's just the way I feel about it. Now, I can talk about candidates another day if this actually goes through. As I'm recording this podcast, late Monday night, still no word yet. They're still analyzing the situation, asking around the organization to make up their mind on what to do with Mickey Calloway. And maybe on Tuesday, we will get an official answer whether he will be back for 2020 or he will be fired. And of course, I will be here to cover it on Locked On Mets. Thank you for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget, when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets.